Testing, testing. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. Is that what Jared does? What? Is that, what do you? Is that your go-to testing thing? Or so are that, you just no, doing it's that? mine. I do it as a joke because that's, that's how you typing. test fonts. Because it has all the it's letters. Every letter. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, um, but it's so I just think it's funny to use that to test like yeah. audio levels because it makes no. There's no <laughs> reason to no. do that. I wonder if there's an equivalent for audio levels. Probably it's saying like peas or something like, like the pickled <laughs> the pepper, pickle pepper popped pepper. on the pristine. Oh, yeah. Because then it's like all the, the popping yeah. filter, which are like are the, what are those called? Like pod play. Um, there's a word for it. It's like pl- pl something like yeah plosives. I think. Mm. I think plosives. Gotcha. Because they're like peas that are ex- explosives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not explosives. No, they're plosives. Plosives, yeah. Um, we're here in person. Oh, uh, recording. Recording, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Um, oh, I should start with a trivia question. I mean, should we? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I usually love trivia. do. I mean, we're in first time in the studio. Jeff, yeah. Jeff is, at least. Um, well, not the first time I've in it. The first time I'm recording yes, something in it. You've seen it before. I've seen it before. But, um yeah, you. How does it feel? You usually see the background of this in the in the yeah. Riverside. Yeah, I actually no, I don't watch your videos. Right, right. No, so I've never seen this. <laughs> <laughs> Trivia questions, scary mommy, who has been our resource for all these for months now, almost I want to say a year. Never run out of trivia questions from Scary Mommy. Mm-hmm. This one is uh, who starts for who starts first in chess? White. All right. Yeah. I, I didn't. I, <laughs> I didn't know that was a. Let me let me ask a different one. Um, what is the most expensive home in the world? Uh, the uh, Versailles. It's in, a, in Florida. <laughs> it's Buckingham Palace. That's that's kind of that's not that's a public home. Kind, I said right. like a home that was purchased. There yeah. was like the. I didn't know you could Versailles. buy the Buckingham sh- Palace. Yeah, yeah. It's like something is not expensive if you cannot buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna be firm on that. Right. It's actually worth nothing because it's not for sale. Yeah. Elon Musk should have bought the Buckingham Palace, not Twitter. Yeah, instead of Twitter. What about a better use of his money? You haven't bought Twitter Blue yet. The check. What do you mean yet? I no. don't <laughs> intend on ever doing it. <laughs> I I thought I was like maybe I might give in one day. But well, it makes sense for you to do it though because I know. there are engagement bonuses yeah for having it where they it's show your tweets to the, more people and you're like yeah you're a social media influencer yeah i know that's the, that's the that's how i felt about like tiktok because i was like i'll never get into tiktok that's a very different thing but now i'm now i'm making tiktoks yeah and you're gonna be the king of tiktok and i'm gonna be soon. the king of tick yeah king of film talk is what they call it they do they it's called film talk yeah shouldn't that be film stock film <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Fil- like films talk. That makes more sense. Films talk. Films talk. There you That's go. That's so much better than film talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's like book talk, which I think should just be like Bach talk for the sake of, because it's like, okay. Yeah. To, um, or book took. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything. I have nothing. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, today's an advice episode uh, because we're in person. And when we're in person, we like to do advice episodes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. True. <laughs> well, honestly, the, the re- <laughs> we we looked at seeing a movie today, but I've seen almost everything yeah. that's in Carson's theaters. Carson's seen every film, and I've seen none of them. 
No, you saw you've seen Mario, but we're I not did. gonna talk about Mario again. No. Air I didn't really feel like seeing again. Yeah, well I Bo was um, afraid I didn't I thought I saw it. Again. I thought I saw Air, but I actually saw Air Bud. <laughs> Um, Which so, we're not also yeah, we're not going to talk about that. That either. was my mistake. Have we talked about Airbud on this pod? We sh- I, we did most valuable primate. We've talked about it a lot. About I don't an think Air we Bud talked production. about it as the film. Yeah, I've talked about Airbud. Yeah, and no one seemed to give a shit about that. You video. talked about all like all those yeah, Air Buddies. There was going to be a whole. Uh, we've talked about this. There's going to yep. be a trilogy, and then yeah, because then I told you about how like a bunch of the dogs died. Yep, yep. yep. It yep. was going to be like a. That's the thing is like the first video was going to be the worst video because the deeper into the Airbud Productions thing you go, it's more fascinating. Yeah. And then not enough people watched the. I should have just made it all one video is what I should, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, today's an advice episode. Um, we got our coffees ready. Yes, our, <laughs> our cold brews. Mine's a cold brew with lemonade. With, at lemonade, yep. Um, and these come from uh, Instagram as well, as well as the Discord. I haven't actually seen if anybody submitted anything to the Discord. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Oh, we got a... Oh, wait, what the fuck? Oh, that that's not that bad. Um. Okay. I like this one. This one's from Resident Gamer, 1738, on Discord. And it's, if is there etiquette for unfollowing people on Instagram? And if so, what is it? I'm getting tired of seeing some people on my feed, but there's a chance I still will run into some of them IRL. So that's I a, have a very easy answer for this. You yeah. mute them. I've done that to a lot of people. Yeah. So yeah. they don't know that you can't see their posts. Right, right. Um, so that, like, you could, un- if you don't know the person, unfollow them. Mm-hmm. No one cares. But if it's someone that you're friends with in real life, but they're annoying on social media. Yeah. Which yeah. is a lot of people where they'll right. post, you know, five stories every day and they're all mundane and yeah. boring. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just mute them. Just mute them. And you them. can mute their posts yep. or their stories or both. So yeah. if they're just someone who posts a lot of annoying stories, just mute their stories. Totally. Yeah, I've done that a lot. I've Definitely. done that for Karsten. No, I haven't done that for Karsten. <laughs> yeah, I unfollowed Jeff months ago. I <laughs> He still hasn't noticed. Um, I For Twitter, that's a good thing to do. Because there's a lot of people I follow on Twitter who tweet like 20 times a day. And I'm like, I don't need to see all this. You going to name I, one? No. no. <laughs> see, that's smart. But there's a lot of film Twitter people that, you know, I think they're funny and I respect them. But I'm like, I can't. I don't want to see all this, and I just mute them. But keep the follow, and they have no idea. Um, yeah, Instagram. Yeah, that's. I don't. I'm like, who is paying attention to if someone unfollows you? Like, you have to like manually go in to like check. It doesn't like notify you or anything. So it's just like, not that big of a deal. Yeah. I've unfollowed a lot of people from high school, and they don't care. Anyway. <laughs> I actually I have a pretty interesting person that I uh, I don't know if I should get into it because okay we're all curious now I know I, I know you don't want to get into it but can you give like a just a general gist of what you're thinking I don't want to get into it because this is a certain famous influencer who has been had a very uh, tumultuous year year and a half or so he's kind of gone down a bit of a rabbit hole into the manosphere associated with like andrew tate associated with andrew tate very closely associated with andrew tate uh which is why i'm like i don't know you might even know who this is but he follows me on instagram and uh i i don't follow him anymore i unfollowed him a ways back but it's like i don't want to get vocal about it because anyone that talks about this guy ends up in his uh streams on a 
on a separate platform because he got banned off Twitch, and he just like talks shit about them. <laughs> he just he will he will he feeds off people talking about him and ranting about him because he says ridiculously stupid things. That I feel I think like you're getting too specific. I am, and I'm not going to mention his name because I don't want to give away who I'm talking about. Uh, but he, the, my, what I'm trying to say is he follows me. And it's one of yeah. my craziest follows, is what I'll say. For now, he, until the they thing is, hear this. Right. <laughs> he he does. He followed me back when he... This is what I'm going to say, is he used to make phenomenal videos. His his editing... If The people that are tapped in know who I'm talking about, I feel like, at this point. But he used to make really great videos, great editing. I think he was a film student. And I think he followed me because I was, like, a film person. And he, mm-hmm. like... But... Um, he has not unfollowed me and uh yeah i just that was a bit of a tangent it's a bit of a tangent it didn't really help with this advice (laughs) so if you have someone who is very famous but now is an andrew tate follower just unfollow unfollow them them, but don't mention them by name Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. the advice i mean that's the that's the gist right it's like yeah I, I unfollowed him very quietly. I didn't say anything. I didn't add to the discourse. That actually is good advice. Yeah. Don't ever... Don't make it a thing. Yeah, don't just like be like, mention I'm gonna... that you're unfollowing them. Yeah. No one has to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> that was very interesting, though. It's it's a fact. I was just talking about it with someone today, and I, that's why I was on the mind. I'm like, I, I have a certain person who I unfollowed who I was actually scared to unfollow because I was afraid I would end up in a, in a rant. Yeah. But... And that one, it's like... You don't want to just mute them because you don't want it like known that you're following them. Now. Right, right. I just don't. That's the thing with this with this question. Going back to the thing, it's like I just don't know if they know that you unfollowed them. Um, like it's so yeah. hard to unless they really care. But if it's someone that you are actually friends with in real life, yeah, just mute them. Exactly, exactly. Um, like you did to me. Um, <laughs> which... I would never. <laughs> Um, okay, this one comes from Brian Loot. Why am I giving their names out? I feel like we, we figured last time that we don't want to reveal their usernames. I'm going to say this one just comes from Brian, and it's what language should I learn? Uh, that's an interesting question, because there's a lot of things that go into that. Yeah, that's why I thought it was a good question. Um, yeah, because you are handpicking these questions. Yes. Uh... <laughs> If it's if you have no preference and just want the most useful language, yeah, um, Spanish is a good choice. Spanish is a great choice. Uh, it depends on where you live. I exactly. Guess. If you're in the U.S., Spanish is a great choice. Yeah. Unfortunately, if you if you're not already, I mean, you asked this question in English, so I'm assuming you know English. But I feel like most of the world English is such a big language. Yeah, that... it's pretty much every country in Europe's second yeah. language. Yeah. I mean, English is a good one to know. Yeah, but I assume you know English. <laughs> you, if you asked in English, you probably know English. Yeah. Spanish is a good one. French is another good one. Yeah. I just... Spanish, at least living in Chicago, there's like signs and like... Yeah. It's just more useful. Oh, no, Spanish, if you're in the U.S., is by far the yeah. best second language. French is like... A lot of countries speak French because of, you know, colonialism. Right. Same right. with Spanish. Yeah. And that's why all... That's you know why every country in you know besides brazil and south america and central america speak spanish yeah yeah but yeah it's i would say spanish or french um and it's really just you know 
those are also are ones that would be much easier to learn than, for yeah. example, Mandarin. I was gonna say Mandarin would be it, it useful, would, but very hard to learn. Same yeah. with Vietnamese. I I very very briefly looked into trying to grasp some basic concepts because I really liked it when I was in yeah. Vietnam. Uh, it's it's a language that's tonal where the way you say a word changes the meaning. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I that's those kinds of languages are tricky, yeah. very tricky. Yeah. Now Dutch and Swedish and Danish are supposed to be quite easy to learn relatively, of course, mm -hmm. if you're an English speaker. Yeah, I've been I've been doing Duolingo Swedish. I actually recently picked it back up because I'm bored. Oh yeah. Um, it's such a you like not that useful <laughs> it's honestly one of the least useful languages yeah. because everyone in sweden speaks english i learned that well. when i went to stockholm i was like i just don't even need to know this no you no <laughs> they even... all yeah yeah it's they... sweden and, and denmark i think are like the two highest proficiencies of yeah. english so even german um germans are excellent at yeah. english um i traveled for weeks with a german who i met when i was in europe right right and yeah. They spoke English to such a high level, yeah, that they even like understood slang, and it was essentially seamlessly like I was speaking with a native speaker, right? Like such a high level, yeah, that it was a, they were essentially a native speaker. <laughs> I mean, hey, yeah. So don't really need to learn Swedish is kind of the takeaway yeah. from this. Not um, even German. Honestly. Spanish, though, I I do think Spanish is pretty useful. Um, yeah, Spanish for sure, or French would be the other yeah. option. Now I've. I'm gonna start trying to learn French. Yeah, because I've tough. I've spent months in France and yeah, I'm surprised you don't you're not already pretty. Well, I mean, I can. I, I I'm just bad at languages, yeah. so I really mean I have to put like a big effort into it where right. I can't just like pick things up. Yeah. Um, I was able to you know go into a shop and order a croissant. Yeah, un croissant s'il vous plaît, s'il vous plaît. <laughs> Et on bon uh, uh, chocolat, uh, s'il vous plaît. Si, si. Mm -hmm. Oui, <laughs> oui. Yeah, you, uh, you went into Spanish. Bote d'eau. Asking for a water is hard because it's yep. just o, but yep. you have to be like do. It sounded like you were saying potato. <laughs> Bote d'eau. Spanish. Um, okay, this is an interesting one that I think we can both answer. Uh, this one comes from Owen, and it's how to work with difficult people on a film set. Um, well, maybe we are the difficult people. Yeah. Right, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to out anybody here. I have worked with difficult people. Um, not, not them. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> And I think it's just a thing of like, uh, it should be addressed, especially for the director. And people are like, that's the person in charge. It's like, maybe like quietly and kindly try to like calm that difficult person down. Yeah. I've only had to do it one time because I don't shoot that shit, that stuff more that often. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, I think. It really is the the same as any other environment where you're forced to collaborate with someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you you just have to, you know, it's a give and take where you you will have to try to adjust your own behavior to accommodate them. Yeah, 
and it's not for the other person it's for yourself that you're trying to accommodate them right mm-hmm. you're trying to make your own life easier yep, yep. so it, it's like sometimes you just have to let go of some of your own wants yeah to just yeah. make it easier for yourself right, right. um but obviously there's a, a tipping point where this person becomes too difficult and then you have to just talk it out with them yeah be like what's wrong man yeah what's not clicking here? like what can we do to, to like make this work yeah you say karsten <laughs> i know that you you said you wanted five sugars yeah in your latte and i only you said you i you tasted four i promise i put five in yeah i know you said you have a nut allergy you, but how bad spiked. is it really because <laughs> we need <laughs> yeah yeah we need you on camera eating peanuts <laughs> How bad is this allergy? You're being really difficult yeah. right now. Yeah. See, that's the thing is I'm a I don't I try to avoid conflict like that. So I am never the difficult person yeah. on set. If there's a nut, I'll eat it. Yeah, both of us are pretty conflict averse. Yes. I would say. Yeah. Which good enjoyable people to have around, I'll say. Exactly. We're um, great. This uh this next one comes from um oh uh Okay, this one comes from Liv, and it's procrastinating. Oh, oh, okay, no, it's a two-part question. I'm not as consistent at making YouTube videos as I would like to be. How do I stop procrastinating, but also do it in a way where I won't be burnt out? See, this is definitely a better question for you. I now, guess, yeah. I do edit YouTube videos um, mm-hmm. now for my job. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the way that... I am motivated to do it is that I am getting paid and uh, it is right, my job. Right, yeah. So that is not a good answer for most people. Yeah. Uh, Karsten, though, is someone who is much more self-motivated. Obviously, you have sponsors yeah. where you that motivates you and that's like a time yeah. schedule. But in terms of not procrastinating, mm-hmm. what, what would you say is your toolkit? See, unfortunately, I'm in the same boat where a lot of the time my stuff is also because I'm getting paid because there's a sponsor due that yep. week <laughs> and honestly that used to make I that used to it used to be more like I'm making this because of this sponsor um but these days for like a year now I would say I'm more motivated by like wanting to say something about like wanting to get my thoughts about a movie out um which sounds like a much better place it's to much be better in. I'm in I'm like I've really been enjoying my so yeah I, I would say, like, to make it so that the videos you're making, are you enjoy making them, I guess. Like, don't... I know that's a, that's a dumb answer. No, like, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's like, if you're just, like, doing something because you're like, this this would do well, or this is, like, what I think people would enjoy watching. Like, you should make something that you think is fun and fulfilling. Because yeah. then it's like, you, you get think, excited to work about it. Yeah, because that's the reason I never... Uh, started making my own youtube videos was because i realized i wasn't motivated yeah to do it and the reason was because i didn't have anything i was particularly excited about right yeah um so really you have to kind of reframe your thinking as not that you're procrastinating but why aren't you excited to do this And, and not everyone is going to be excited to make youtube videos no um gets boring after yeah so And all uh, the thing I will say is, once you have a routine of doing something, it makes it easier. So the yeah. reason we were able to do the podcast, you know, for three years straight, was mm-hmm. because it became a routine where it didn't feel like we were really doing extra work. Yeah, it was just like a thing we did every week. Yeah, yeah. 
also like in even if you are excited about it but you're still procrastinating you're just like bad at doing the work like i would say just split it up into like chunks instead of trying to like say you have to like finish all this video in like this one sitting like tell yourself to like maybe edit like 30 seconds or a minute at a time and then that way it just like slowly like gets put together and you can like you know pat yourself on the back instead of just i don't know because if and, you get too overwhelmed at how much you have to do then you start procrastinating but i'm like if you just focus on like getting done a little bit of stuff that you have to do then then you'll, you'll you heard it, it here folks carson <laughs> Ronquist says do 30 seconds of work <laughs> and pat yourself on the back <laughs> and then go <laughs> play rocket league for three hours <laughs> and then come back <laughs> There you what go. A, that's, that's what I do. That's how you <laughs> so you get this. That's how you up get there. that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's yeah. Um, this next one uh, comes from. I should have read some of these beforehand, but but there's just so many good ones here. Um, uh, okay, okay. Um, this one comes from Matt Mad Docs. I won't say anything else. 19, male. How do I get over my overwhelming fear of joining the workforce? Uh, that's a great, that's a big question. Yeah, I also had a fear of joining the workforce. Me too, that's why. That's why. <laughs> that's why I, at 19, I went crazy on YouTube. <laughs> Truly uh, though. Like, I was so, like, freshman year of college, like, I think I was literally 19 years old, and I was, like, freaking out because, like, people were starting to, like, get jobs, and I was, like, I, I did get a job that summer, and it was, I really didn't like it, um, but I was, like, I'm gonna start making videos because it's really fun, and I didn't do it for this reason, but I, it was weird the way the timing worked out, mm -hmm. that I was, like, as soon as, like, that started to become a big thing in my life i was also like i should start making videos yeah i also realized that i never want to have a job that's like an office job where you have like um, yeah like a micromanaging person above you and you have to like do yeah. excel spreadsheets yeah i can't do that like when i worked uh at depaul my job was this really weird varied thing where i was mm -hmm. like the most senior student employee right, right yeah so I got to just like tell other people to do and I had like a bunch of random yeah. tasks that I had no oversight on. So yeah. I won't say I always was the most efficient worker, mm -hmm. but I just did whatever task I felt like doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there is an opportunity to, you know, think about jobs that aren't what you're fearing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also I would say if you have some big plans that you want to do before getting a job, like you mm -hmm. want to go travel for two months. Yeah. Like I like that's something I did where you know yeah. I traveled for months. Um when you get back, it, you are a bit calmer and more willing, I mm -hmm. think, to to settle down for a period of time. Yeah. Because you just did like the craziest thing you right. could have imagined doing and it's like, okay, well now I did that. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're missing out on something you could be doing instead of having a job. Right. Also at 19, like this is, it's a very scary thought because you're like fresh out of like high school still and you're going from like pretty like nice, I don't want to say nice, but like very like, um, I don't know, work, like joining the work, it just sounds 
terrifying at that age but it's like the older you get the more you're like you figure out what you want to do for work and that the idea of working kind of excites you um so i don't know you just give it some time like you'll yeah (laughs) and like you said like there's there's it's not all horrible um like there's ways you can like like i i hated the job i had that summer but then like i found a different job uh when i went back to school that was very nice and cozy and i was like working isn't that bad um so but wasn't that job we're talking where you weren't really working <laughs> yeah <laughs> where i was the desk receptionist yeah, at the dorms yeah to, i, got, to I just watched movies on the de- so you know there's ways to play and, I, and it, you know what the pay for that job was better than a what my lot pay was. better than working at the dairy delight Dude, I was having to to like manage millions of dollars of equipment, and you mm-hmm. were getting paid more than I was to sit at a desk. <laughs> but I was like, when when I was at like the orientation for that job, they were like, technically, you guys are in security. So if someone comes in, it's your job to stop that guy. And I was like, I'm not gonna stop any guy. Yeah, like, and they, they hand you a bulletproof vest. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I was like, holy shit, that's not me. Um. But that was my job. Yeah, it's, Thankfully, it's, nothing right. crazy. There it's like sitting people. in the exit row and on an airplane. They're like, yeah. it's your job to help everyone get out of the plane. You're like, I'm yeah. not doing that. Yeah, That's your job. You're the one getting right. paid by the airline. <laughs> I was like, if anything happens, I'm going to call somebody else. Yeah. If um, anything happens, I'm going to jump out of the plane. Yeah, I'm going to leave this building. I don't live here. I'm just working here. Anyway. Thankfully, nothing happened. Um, because of you. Because of me. You exactly. Kept it safe. <laughs> they saw someone was thinking of coming in and and robbing the place. And you just and then out they your saw chest. me and were like, yeah. "Fuck that." Yeah. They're Not like, that this guy. guy looks tough. Yeah. This guy looks like he could swim faster than Mark Spitz. Yep. Yep. Um, this next one <laughs> comes from. Jesus, it's a crazy name. Yeah, big long name. Um. Okay. Uh, this one's sad. I don't want to add. I, don't, I mean, like some of these are like sad. <laughs> um. Sorry. Do you have anything to say about the room while I? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a perfect size for an office. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have this crazy red light in your lamp. I think it's a color changing light, if I remember correctly. Yes, I could change. I don't know why it's stuck on red. I could make it a better color. No, you know, there. now I'm used to it yeah um okay this is a good one this one comes from i'm just gonna say a and it's when i tell my partner of nine months i might be depressed he brushes me off what should i do um i that's a tough situation if he's brushing you off um when you say you're depressed it sounds like i mean i don't know the full situation here that he might be trying to like uh make the the situation less uh intense intense yeah for your sake of being like no it's okay um but i don't think that's the most supportive this person could be no i think you need to have a a serious discussion Mm -hmm. where where you're not saying it in passing you're like sitting down with them yeah and explaining fully and if they're still brushing off at that point i think that is that becomes Mm -hmm. a big issue yeah, because like that person, especially of uh, nine months, it's not a long time, but it's not a short time. It's like they should be more. Yes. They should know that they're that person to go to for these kinds of things. Yeah. And 
you also, of course, you know, could be seeking um, medical help. Actual, yeah, yeah, yeah. A therapist would be a great resource yeah. in this situation. Um, and also, you know, uh, is, is it psych? Which one can prescribe medication? I think uh, yeah. psychiatrists, like whatever one can oh, prescribe medication, you that, might yeah. look into seeing one of those. Yeah. A lot of the time, I mean, you could be depressed because of this relationship, but I don't want to go there. I don't want you to take, run. Yeah, that was, with, uh, don't, don't run with that. Don't right, run with yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, that was, a. <laughs> that was an interesting. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just like, I'm saying maybe the partner could fear that that's why you're depressed and doesn't want to confront yeah. this topic immediately because they're afraid of what you know. That's uh, how, that is a good point. What this might lead to, right? Because being depressed, obviously, a component of that mm-hmm. is at face value being unhappy, right? And that person, of course, is like, well, they're unhappy and they're with me, yeah. And they they're putting two and two together. Yeah, they're like, am I the reason they're unhappy? And they yes. think they don't want to imagine that they have a part in this. Right, and they may not. But I think that it, it's logical that they might think that. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that would have to be something that has to be worked out. Yeah, communication is key here. Yeah, you know, I feel like you should even bring this up to this person be like it seems like whenever i bring this up you brush it off yeah do and you, i want to know right is there a reason yeah and it, you don't need to bring up karsten <laughs> saying this when he said bring this up he meant bring up what yeah. what your feelings are not bringing up karsten trying to give you're you like advice. i asked this guy on instagram yeah. when he was doing an advice episode <laughs> yeah he's like this guy he has a lot of thirst traps and <laughs> i did just post a selfie where i was like i got a haircut that day and i mean it was you a were, thirst trap. Yeah, you, was, were, you were looking pretty hot, <laughs> dude. Your dude, your riz was on fleek. <laughs> I just learned what riz was like a few days ago. Yeah, like what too. do people talk about when they say riz? Yeah, That's charisma. Charisma. Oh, that's definitely not what it's referring to, is it? Right. I don't know. Charisma. <laughs> is that what riz is referring? I to? thought it was. Wait, what is riz? referring to what did you think it was just some random you know what the fuck is fleek i don't know but then there's <laughs> there's there, uh, there's other ones that are just like part of a word that they what is riz slang for this is a slang term for skill and charming or seducing a potential romantic that's charisma i get yeah but it never mentioned is wait is riz short for charisma is riz short for charisma is derived from charisma there you go wow <laughs> or someone who has game yeah uh so yeah anyway um don't Who's take my advice now yeah <laughs> before you make any assumptions here in this in this situation like i was trying to i mm-hmm. was saying earlier don't do any of that just have a conversation with yep. either him or a, a therapist yeah and and if you can't have this conversation with this person i think that in of itself yeah gives you information yeah that's that is a i will say that this is a a, this person is lacking in the relationship i feel like at least being communicative enough to say why they're brushing it off yeah that's important um yeah anyway that's that question um 
this next one, how, how long have we been recording for, by the way? You lose track of time in this. Oh, got plenty of time. Um, this one comes from... Uh, uh, Bumblebee. Bumblebee. <laughs> um, okay, this one comes from uh, H... And it's what is the best way uh, to form business relationships and networks in the film industry? Um, I'm not great at this stuff, but I'm going to do my best to answer this. <laughs> I mean, you're better at this. Oh, you, I... You, what are you talking about? I, okay. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it happens through just kind of putting yourself out there. Yeah. Um, so film school is a huge one. Mm-hmm. That is you know for us where we pretty much got all of our connections but then there's all these weird side things that happen where um my roommate uh my former roommate um had connections with these this production company and then i met all them and then i let them like borrow my camera once for a thing and then you know it's like you just meet people through various things yeah um then through my job like my direct boss was this guy who used to be uh, a best boy for like tons of stuff and he knows every film person in chicago yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's just all these things where you get yourself in this web mm-hmm. and then through different people you make different connections and then yeah. you know it, it's it's not one thing you do it's just yeah. being in a place and knowing some people that introduce you to other people and just living your life and like hanging out with people yeah yeah i would i would say it's i mean that's how we met yeah just like friends and friends and friends mm-hmm. um also I've, I've mentioned this before like especially if like early on when you are trying to like break in is like if you see an opportunity to be on a set is to just say yes to it yep um even if that set ends up sucking and it's horrible it's like there will be more people on that set who you get to know and then that will lead to a thing that they're working on and then that opens up another it's like yep. really film is like so like <laughs> I don't want to say easy but like you really like get thrown in with a lot of people and you can look at sets as like these like 12 hour networking events basically yeah. you're like stuck with all these people and it's like you just get really familiar with a lot of people yeah and if you're not an asshole or a difficult person to work with then it's like yeah they'll probably ask you back yeah um, i mean that's like i kind of was the pivot point for uh depaul people working with a lot of the Chicago comedy people. Yes. Where I, you know, worked on some stuff with people who were like doing comedy. Yeah. And then through them, I met a lot of these comedy people. Yeah. And then I helped them make some stuff. And then through that, like I, I, my crew was DePaul people. Yeah. And then, you know, through that, it's like I had Jaxie help with stuff with Dan White and then yeah. like they met each other and then you were met all them. And then you all yeah. started working together on other things. Yeah. So yeah. really, it is just like connections, yeah, with people you meet. Also, like, th- and this is something that could take like years to build out, but it's like you eventually. I feel like a big part of like making stuff is like the whole part of like renting gear and knowing how to get the gear. And it's like the longer you work, the more people you know who have like personal connections to like rental houses, and yeah. then like those people can get you stuff a little bit easier than you could just renting directly from. It's like. Just like, I don't know, know a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> is what I'm saying, and be a be a good person. Yeah, um, 
and I think this starts at at like the ground floor of just like saying yes yeah. to like a couple sets. And <laughs> when you're starting out, a lot of this is like doing favors for people. Yeah, yeah. You got to throw do... away the ego for yeah. a second. Here. And also, you know, if you're in the student level, mm-hmm. you're not really getting paid. You're just getting like free lunch and yeah. some other stuff. Yeah. But it's mainly just like through favors. Then you right. earn favors from other people, and it all just kind of. Yeah. I know a lot of people who, I mean, this they've been working, but, like, if they want to get on, like, a cool set, like, follow a lot of DPs and, like, other people they know on Instagram and just, like, kind of cold DM them to, like, introduce them. And then if if it clicks, they'll, like, have them on the set. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, I don't know. It's really, like, film, it seems like such a not businessy thing. So like really like connect by making like connections you're just kind of like making like a, a friendship right scene. <laughs> like it's, and then it's doing not, stuff with your friends yeah exactly it's not as like serious as other industries but that's for like the the short film like web series scene of course right right you, you know get into corporate like, stuff right like uh our friend and podcast guest jaxie yeah was just working on a show for a long period of time seven because that that one is like very corporate yeah obviously they're friends with the people they're working with because right. they're co-workers and stuff yeah but definitely and that's, that's, that's like how it started though yeah like you know companies like nbc universal and things. yeah 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 they're not friends i would say yeah jaxie's not friends with nbc, NBC universal no. <laughs> <laughs> they're not enemies but they're <laughs> it's not yeah um so that's that uh this next one comes from sam and it's i'm a vfx artist who hates vfx kind of thought it would be a nice way to get into the industry though um i I thought there'd be a second part to the question but that's it um maybe that's not the best (laughs) i don't know why i picked it um okay we can try to answer that quick i guess i'll say though like it's not don't like force yourself to like a thing that you thought would be VFX is a crazy place yeah, to be. That one, it's, it's like, a lot. Yeah, I know a couple of VFX people, and it's, yeah, it doesn't seem fun. Yeah, I would not prefer to do that. Uh, I don't yeah. even like editing, and that's literally what I am paid yeah. to do right now. Yeah, there might be like a you might not hate all of it unless you do. Yeah, but if there's like a part of it you enjoy, it's not like you have to throw out the entire thing and start over. Right, it, <laughs> and you can still use those connections you know to try to pivot into yeah something yeah that you think you might like more right right it's not it's you know i mean <laughs> we have uh, you know uh a director of festival uh films here carson <laughs> who yeah, got the yeah the pamphlet up there the program yeah so um so carson knows what he's talking about <laughs> um let's see this one comes from did I, you wait did you win an award we did we, not at Chicago International, but the the one we lost to at Chicago International went on to get nominated for the best short film at uh, the Oscars. So I was like, okay, okay so you're like, uh, we didn't have a chance. But um, wait, which one was that? The Ice Merchants, huh? I think, won best short at. I think so. Um, well, but we did win. Uh, we did win best comedy short and best. We won best short film at Chattanooga Film Festival, which was a big deal because. They, yeah, that was a decently sized festival, and the win best short was actually pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, um, and and actually going back really quickly to the whole connections thing, mm-hmm. that's like through my comedy characters, how I met Mike Brenly, who yep, then yep. I when you sent me the script, 
I was like, this is Mike Brunley. Yeah, yeah, because I actually, uh, I reached, well, actually not. I reached out to Dan White first, and Dan was like, I'm a father. And I was like, yeah. all right. But Mike's also a father, but Mike was like, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. Um, and that's thanks to Jeff. Um, There's well, such a minor <laughs> thanks to Jeff. Oh, I'm going to say you and Jax, because Jaxie also yeah. was like, reach out to Mike. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, this one comes from Isaac. It's thinking of asking out my best friend of 10 years, but I don't want to make things weird. Uh, or I don't want things to be weird. Um, that is, <laughs> I'll be honest, that's that's high stakes. That is 10 really years high is stakes. a long time. <laughs> yeah. Like, how long have I known you? Not that long. That's what I'm saying. I've known you since 2016. 2023 Maybe? this would be like 2013 yeah so i've probably only known you for seven years oh my god that's no, i've known you for six years I yeah think. i when i because cookie was like my very close friend before yeah. we started dating and that was only like maybe a year and a half and that felt like a big deal so 10 yeah. years that <laughs> yeah i so will bad. say i will say that i hung out a couple times with you and cookie before you yeah. were you know dating. dating yeah and i i kind of felt like there's a thing <laughs> everyone was like we're not surprised but yeah. i was like really <laughs> yeah i i was not well that's the thing that's what's interesting because like were surprised it sounds like i was surprised but the vibes of this i don't know what it's like it depends on how likely it seems because i mean right. if it's likely then i would say go for it the thing about this though is that the the issue isn't necessarily if they would be down or not it's the fact that like if it does go if it does happen that's great but then there's always the chance of you guys break up yeah then mo nine out of ten times it it goes south like it's very hard to recover and go yeah. back to friends once you go into this direction it really i think depends because obviously if you've known them 10 years you are aware of their um orientation yeah and that that would be a compatible yeah you yeah. know uh thing there but i think you have to know yourself and know if you would be okay if they say that they are not interested yeah of still being friends with them yeah you know this can't be something where you're always in the back of your mind going to be like well I'm in love with them, but they <laughs> yeah. are not. And then yeah. you're staying around them, spending all this time together. So yeah. I think the, this, if you're best friends for 10 years, you know, has to be something where you don't just throw it on them. I think you need to pretty much have a very, uh, probably like a nighttime sit down. Yeah. You know, having a, a beer with them kind yeah. of thing where you're like, okay, we got to discuss this right right um and then you just kind of lay it on the table and and whatever you're comfortable with for example if you are fine if they just stay your friend yeah you could say you know this is i'm fine if we do this i just want to address this now once and for all yeah because uh, i don't think it's something where you just spring it on them and ask them out and they'd be like yeah well, yeah yeah exactly yeah what do you think i agree it's it uh, like yeah you shouldn't spring it on them um I don't know. I don't know. It this is this is tough because if it's already on the mind and you're considering it, then it it almost seems too late. <laughs> because if you already have feelings, then it's hard to navigate a friendship like this and get rid of those feelings. 
as someone from experience. Um, so you should just, you might have to go for it, <laughs> but have a conversation about it and be like, this is happening. I don't want it to ruin, like, just be honest. Like, I don't want it to ruin anything. Um, but I thought I should make this known. Yeah. And then the final uh, addendum, I would say, is to do your best internally to verify that this is how you actually feel and isn't just like a development of maybe going through a difficult time and like thinking of this person as like a, yeah. a stable yeah. foundation for you uh-huh. um, in the moment. Yeah. It's something where you actually have developed these feelings authentically. Yeah, yeah. That's... that's good advice yeah because i think i've done that before where i you know was having like a difficult time and i was like grasping at things Mm -hmm. rather than having like real genuine yeah yeah i also do know a fair amount of people that have gone through this and then came out just being friends being like well that didn't work that's fine (laughs) so that yeah so that's good that you know that can happen it can happen just know that anyway Especially if you guys are friends for 10 years, that is such a crazy foundation that, yeah. like, you should you should be okay. I don't know. It, it's, it would be weird if this is, like, the first time this has ever come up, honestly. If it's mm-hmm. been 10 years, <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. Um, anyway, this next one comes from Lemon, and it's, I'm getting on a 24-hour flight in 30 minutes. What movies should I watch? No, that's in, that's insane. I don't know if that's even possible because <laughs> I, I flew from Chicago direct to Taiwan, and that's that was a fifteen long... hours. Twenty four, I don't think is a possible flight. Maybe it's like including a layover. Oh, okay, that yeah, that makes but... sense because I literally don't think that there is they a twenty four hour flight. Like I, that would be like going from Chicago to like blue, like blowing Fontaine, South Africa. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I, you'd be to the point where I actually don't think you can't because you would then it would, then you would just the plane would just go the other direction around the world right and it would get right. there faster like I don't know if there's any flight that that, that can that happen last that long so assuming you mean a layover yeah New Zealand uh, maybe if you go Chicago that way to New, yeah Chicago and to New Zealand or like Australia maybe mm-hmm. but I don't think they can take the plane that far I feel like that would be like you would have a layover in like LAX from yeah here. or Fiji. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the big hub of Oceania, <laughs> Fiji. <laughs> so I would say the Lord of the Rings, the trilogy, the entire, the entire trilogy. trilogy. You could bust it out. You That's, could, but I you think, could bust out, and that'd be half the flight. I think you would fall asleep. It you would too fall much asleep. of the same because it's essentially yeah. just like one long movie. That's true. That's true. You I, vary it up. That's true. yeah. I would say you you want to mix it up where you start with like a. Like a nice drama. Mm-hmm. Then maybe you go into like a doc. Yep. Then, go into a doc. <laughs> yeah. Then, <laughs> then an action movie. A Judd Apatow comedy. Yeah. That's and then a two you, and hour. Then you, then you sleep. Yep. Then let's say you land at your layover. Yeah. You explore the airport. Don't watch anything at the airport. You can actually walk around. Yeah. Yeah. Walk around. Uh, that's your exercise. Give the eyes a rest. Yeah. And then get back on another action movie to, to raise you up. Yeah. That's not how you use Riz. <laughs> Riz you up with an action movie. <laughs> um, RRR is a good plane movie. It's Do you a... remember the meme I sent you about 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, <laughs> the seals. R R R R R R. Yeah. What? What? Can you describe that so that makes sense? I'm trying to remember. Was it on Instagram? Yeah. I I just have to look it up because I I butcher. The, okay. Yeah. 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 It's seals when the function has fish, and it's like. R R R. So watch RRR. Yeah. It's three hours long and it's like really entertaining. Which I still haven't seen it. It's a good movie. I mean, next time you're on a flight, yep. I'd recommend it. Um, yeah. Uh, I, when I went home from uh, Reykjavik. Reykjavik? Uh, yeah, Reykjavik, yeah. Gone Girl is a fantastic plane movie. Until it's not. But yeah. like, it's like the fact that it's a mystery. I did a whole video about plane movies, honestly. But um, it's like, it just flies by. Yeah. Literally literally so a couple things to avoid mm -hmm. snakes on a plane yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i would say any air disaster films yeah, yeah, yeah. you should avoid i i in my video i said films that are are dark at like literally like yeah low light because then it's like you could just see your own reflection in the in the thing yeah the screens on flights are really bad yeah it's just it gets annoying after a while yeah uh, Something bright. Yeah. Also, avoid things that have a lot of nudity. Yes. Because then you just feel embarrassed. Yeah. You're just like, Ugh. which is why Gone Girl's good until a certain scene with with a lot of yeah blood and nudity. Um. And and uh, yeah, something something pretty long. Um, is good. Forrest Gump is a solid plane movie. Yep. You know what? When I had was on my flight since it was to Taiwan. Yeah. Um, it was a Taiwanese airline and they had a large selection of Asian films, which yeah. is when I watched a banana, banana at uh, this time this of night. Time. <laughs> uh, and th that film was, was, a it trip. was fine. Yeah. It was, uh, it could have been worse. I've yeah. Seen films. Yeah. But I probably wouldn't recommend it. No. Um, what was the other one? Secret Zoo? But we watched that. We watched separately. Secret Zoo. Yeah. We, I forget how. That was I a bad it. movie. I'm going to be yeah, the, 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 the like trailer that. is hilarious. I recommend, I highly recommend watching the trailer for Secret Zoo. Yeah, yeah. The film is bad. Right, right. Um, This next one, and maybe we'll make this the last one. We're, we're coming up on the end here. Uh, is uh, advice for marketing slash building hype for any sort of project. See, that's tough. I feel like it's tough these days because with the internet, people have like exhausted a lot yeah. of the creative stuff. Because um, for you, this is difficult to answer because what yeah. you do is you just post about it on your social media where you have yeah. thousands of followers. Right. I think being like kind of mysterious and not not giving away too much, being like cryptic about something is a great way of building hype. Like this is a terrible, this is kind of a bad example, but... Do you, have you heard about the Frank Ocean thing last week at Coachella? Vaguely, yeah. It was pretty bad. I didn't think it was that bad, but I was a little disappointed. Um, but he, the buildup was that like he had like this classic orange car from one of his album covers like throughout Palm Springs where Coachella was, and like it was just like the the captions were like just sort of simple, but like kind of hinted at like a new album, and like there was just like it was very like no one saw him, like it was like just it was very quiet and mysterious, and I think that generated a lot of like speculation and hype and then he ended up like disappointing but um it was just i like the way he does his yeah. stuff it's very very mysterious 
But I think that only low key, works if you're Frank very Ocean. famous. <laughs> like being low key mysterious doesn't make any sense if no one is right. following you to begin with. Right, right. Because is something mysterious if no one's there to? Ponder? No one really cares. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah, so that it is difficult. I would say in the modern environment for random mm-hmm. people like like you and me, not like Karsten, like you and mm-hmm. me to generate buzz. I'm trying to. I'm yeah. I mean, it depends on the project. There's a there. I I'm actually I'm working on this. Well, I have this feature script right that yeah. I really want to make, and I'm trying to come up with fun ways that I could like build hype, or do like a because you know there's like the idea of there you do a proof of concept short and then that's right. how you get money like bottle rocket. That's how Wes Anderson right. got bottle rocket made. And there's this one idea I have for it that I'm not gonna say because I don't want anyone stealing it, but I think it's like kind of a fun new idea that uh i don't know why i'm bringing it up okay i'm not gonna say it Here, here's here's what i think it is you get an army of people to dress up in gorilla suits and then go on a roller coaster all together at six flags yeah that's actually <laughs> it's genius that's how you raise money for a feature film um yeah i i don't know i'm just i'm thinking about this you know the movie black adam with dwayne the rock johnson yeah Apparently for the marketing for that, they like hired Mr. Beast. And there's like a screenshot that I saw last week of like one of the things I never saw this, but it's like Mr. Beast and behind him is like a bunch of people dressed up as Black Adam. And he's like, I got a hundred Black Adams. And I don't know what the rest of the video is, but that's all I saw. And I think that's a ridiculous way to market a movie. That sounds expensive. It's expensive. And the movie bombed. So it didn't bomb, but it was not as successful as they wanted it to be. So, uh, anyway, I don't know. It's <laughs> the answer is I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I it just be. Uh, don't shove it down the viewer's throat. Don't make it so that people are like sick of it. I guess um, before it's even out. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Try to make do, a good TikTok. About do something it. controversial. Not too controversial. Not too controversial, but like, you know, generate a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Honestly, I, that was probably our worst. It was probably one advice. of our worst. <laughs> that was, that was, we, sh- that was terrible advice. I'm sorry. We did not help at all. Oh, we did. <laughs> and I think that's going to do it for the advice episode. Yeah. Um, really went out with a, a with bang. With a banger. That was our third advice episode. Um, thank you guys for all the wonderful questions and I hope we hope we were some I hope we helped at least one person. Yeah, exactly. Hope we helped one of you. Um this next part of the podcast is would you like to announce next week's movie or next month's movie? Uh <laughs> next whatever episode. Next whenever movie. movie. Um I mean if you see air, we could talk about air. I would love to talk. I'd be down. Yeah, air's a it's a good cars yeah. cast. I'm sure I could go movie. see that with Jared. Yeah. And I think you guys would really like it. Um but this one comes from uh, Tobias Funky, or this is the review section. I kind of jumped ahead. This yeah. is the review section. This one comes from Tobias Funky from Great Britain. Subject line, it's the best, five stars. And it reads, it's the best. I feel like I've discovered so many new movies through these lads. It's really rare to hear movie criticism that feels smart and original while still being fun. Love it. Keep up the good work. Catch you on the flip side. Hey, thanks, Tobias. Thank you. Although I'm pretty sure that's a play on the Arrested Development character, Tobias Funke. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know how to spell it, so I just said yeah. funky. Tobias. <laughs> Tobias Funky. I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Tobias Funky. Um, that's that. 
Um, anything else? Um, uh, I I like your hat. Actually, we do have one more thing we we have to do, and that's thank the patrons over at patreoncom carscast. Um, where you can get exclusive access to bonus episodes, Q&As, shout-outs at the end of every episode, which we're about to do, and monthly Zoom hangouts, which we'll be doing in April. Yeah. Um, coming up here. Thank you. This is April. Yes, yeah, this is April. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there you go. This is Thank you, Alex, Anson Contreras, Camilla, Christian Jacobson, Christine Kim, Coop, David Borslow, David Sir, Gabriel Saburin, Jared Armstrong, Jaden Alexander, John Van Hout, just cha- let's change the Google search results for PTA. Leaving, what should I change this to? Martin Def, Mary Lee Borslow, Monroe Page, Pasta Noodle, Queen of Staten Island, Riley Ost, Ryan M, Sam Farr, Stella Perry, Super Kelly Fragilist, Gixby Aladosha, Smitty Warbin, Jagerman Jensen, Wes Kinley, Wiley Todd, and Zoe Hernandez McDonald. Uh, Wiley Todd actually um, was uh, made a cameo in my one of my recent videos. Yeah, about music, music supervision. supervision. Yeah, I I feel like he. Uh, I, I asked him for help and like did like a Zoom thing with him all the way back in like August, and I feel like he thought that that video was never going to come out, but hit him out of nowhere in April. There uh, you go. So you never know. Finally made that video, and I'm happy with how it turned out. Uh, anyway, thank you. Thanks again to Wiley Todd for the help on that video. Um, thanks for listening, and as always, uh, catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Bye.